Ladies and gentlemen, good day and welcome to this edition of Pangea Talks, thought leadership conversations with some of the world's leading experts in family wealth matters. Joining us today is our honored guest, Mr. Christopher Mish, the founder and CEO of ChargerQuest. ChargerQuest is an incredible Canadian success story in the EV electric vehicle charging space. We chose to dedicate some time to talk to Christopher Mish today because of the massive impact we see that this innovative Canadian corporation is going to be having on our nation, supporting families, and having a massive ESG impact in our environment. With that, I'd like to welcome Christopher Mish to the call today. Christopher, welcome, and thank you for spending some time with Pangea Talks. Jacqueline, it is my pleasure, and um, I'm honored and privileged to uh, spend some time with you this morning. Thank you for the kind words. Well, my friend, you have something of a, a remarkable story to tell, and I think uh, Canadians need to hear about it to celebrate it with you and your impressive team. From my studying of ChargerQuest, uh, my understanding is that ChargerQuest really solves two significant industry problems related to the lack of charging infrastructure. And you provide opportunities to host locations to capitalize from EV owners visiting commercial locations. And you do this by introducing innovative EV charging technology in your robust business model, which we'll get into later in this call. And from what uh, we're reading and what we're seeing, ChargerQuest really has created a winning formula for success. And I think folks who are listening on this call will want to know quite, uh, quite clearly what that winning formula looks like with ChargerQuest, Canada's electric vehicle charging network. So I'd like to open with this. How does a fellow, yourself, with a McMaster University kinesiology degree lead this incredible Canadian success story in the electric vehicle charging space? <laughs> well, that's a great question, Declan. You're putting me on the spot this morning, and, uh, and I love it, quite frankly. Um, yes, I, I come from a background in healthcare. Like many Canadians growing up and you're 17, 18 years of age, you don't necessarily know what you want to do. You don't know what that inner passion really is all about. Some of us certainly do, but people like me at the time were sort of waffling. Um, and I had sort of a rich dad, poor dad upbringing. And uh, my poor dad, who, by the way, is not poor, but uh, successful, but very much focused on education, said, you know, you have to go to school. And so I did. But there was always this inner voice sort of tapping my shoulder saying, Chris, you know, you're an entrepreneur. And so I was always exploring everything that I could. I was learning, approaching mentors, understanding business. And looking back, I probably should have gone to business school. And I ended up going to uh, pursuing an MBA later in life. But that's really sort of where things started to happen was in university um, and beyond. I got into real estate investment. I got into healthcare consulting. I owned a few clinics. So even though I was in uh, I followed a healthcare journey in my first 15, 20 years of my career. I was always actively pursuing entrepreneurial interests. And one day, uh, a good friend of mine, we would share war stories at Starbucks over lattes. We literally cobbled on a piece of napkin. This sounds so cliche, Declan, but we cobbled out on a piece of paper what eventually became an EV infrastructure company. And the very next day, I resigned from healthcare, an executive position in a hospital, to pursue my dream, which was starting a robust 
innovative company in electric vehicle infrastructure space. And then fast forward to today, well, it just pursued over the uh, 10 years. ChargerQuest was formed out of necessity. It was, you spoke about some of this, the challenges within the space and it's really a, it was a chicken and egg dilemma, right? You know, why would people buy electric vehicles if there's no infrastructure to support charging them? And why put in infrastructure if there's really no electric vehicles to purchase that are reasonably priced and have decent range? Um, and that's where the, the formula, the secret sauce, if you will, of ChargerQuest kind of came from. Uh, we knew that we could own and operate charging assets and draw clients to the very best locations in Canada. Um, and in this day and age, struggling organizations because of COVID and other economic factors. And so that's where ChargerQuest's origins came from. And I'm uh, excited and thrilled and so passionate to be a part of this uh, amazing corporation. I can hear it in your voice. I can feel it in your energy. And what I love about the origin story, uh, if you will, you know, every superhero has an origin story. And to me, in some ways, with the, the monumental task you and your talented team has taken on to really transform our environment in a positive way with environmental impact, I still see a correlation between your health, uh, your health degree and your, your paths in healthcare, and now you're making environmental impact on a grand scale. And so I, I knew that you, from the course of your career, built on that origin. Uh, and this wasn't the first, you know, ChargerQuest isn't the first uh, EV environment that you are uh, leveraging your talents to grow and make positive impact. You spent some time as vice president at Sun. Country Highway Limited. And Sun Country Highway is a private Canadian-owned company with a mission to create a global infrastructure for electric vehicle uh, or the electric vehicle industry. And um, there's no doubt in my mind that the learning that you had at that uh, environment prepared you very handily to take the reins at Charter Quest. And I wanted you to just talk a bit more about that specific experience and how your professional experience in this dedicated space positions you for success at Charger Quest. Absolutely. That's a great question, Declan. And I, you know, when I look back over the shoulder, you know, I'm truly blessed and um, very, I don't like using the word lucky, but um, I definitely was focused being around the right people. Um, and, and I think one of the things that I've been able to mature and build on within my own personal development has been the ability to network and um, open doors where other people maybe were unwilling to open. You know, one of the greatest fears as an entrepreneur is, you know, doing things that are uncomfortable. Well, I embraced it with spades and I chased <laughs> opening doors of C-suites around Canada and, and did my very best to, uh, to grow an industry. You know, when you're an early pioneer in a space and Sun Country Highway was that. And by the way, that was the napkin sleeve. I was sitting with the now and still uh, CEO of Sun Country Highway. That is where I got involved and helped to co-found uh, that particular company focused on business development primarily. That company really helped me uh, and helped the company shape our industry in many ways. We did some innovative and very creative programming to shine a light on the EV industry. Because at that time, back in late 2011, there was not much going on in EV infrastructure. You know, the carbon fiber two-seater Teslas were on the market. 
um, maybe the first iteration of the Leaf and the Chevy Volt, but they, we're talking handfuls. So in many ways, from the EV infrastructure standpoint, we were selling snow to Northern Canadians, right? We were, we were not, uh, it was a very challenging endeavor. And so uh, some of the learnings were profound. And one of them was um, in some countries more focused on non-network solutions. So it's, it was a different focus, but what we wanted to do was really put out infrastructure and showcase that EVs are the future and educate. And so we use some guerrilla marketing tactics to roll out a project that I'm super proud to have led called the world's longest green highway project. And we literally put in 80 charging locations from coast to coast, St. John's, Newfoundland to Tofino Beach, British Columbia. Then we drove an electric supercar from one end of the country to the other in the middle of a Canadian winter. So people thought, boy, these two Canucks are crazy. They're probably <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, we did it. And what it did was really shone a light on uh, the need to do better, the need to pursue dreams, and that EVs don't have to be small, ugly, with no range. Um, we could make this happen. And even though it was a small feat in many ways, um, because it takes more than a small group to make a huge impact, but it got some eyes on us. And it helped to shape my ideas and concepts, the ideations that came from that seven or eight year journey. It, it culminated into a business model that now lives within ChargerQuest. We worked with Tesla Motors back in the day, assisting them with their destination program. And I think that was really a light bulb shone in my head uh, working with that particular group because it really, Tesla was doing something similar. They were rolling out infrastructure to address infrastructure gaps and to help sell vehicles. So I thought to myself, there is a business model there. And so that's really what ChargerQuest does. Now we roll out infrastructure across Canada, but we're not focused on one vehicle type. We're focused on all vehicle types. So this is really about positioning our product on the best real estate across Canada to attract the very best demographic to ideal business leaders, businesses across Canada, so we can all be more sustainable. And that was sort of the key learnings that came out of the eight or so years um, working within that company. Fabulous. I can see the word that uh, I feel as you're sharing this uh, story. I, I, I get this. You're, you're a visionary uh, in this space, uh, and uh, that is definitely worth an applause. So kudos to you for seeing that far into the future and doing something about it. What's remarkable uh, about what you're doing is that uh, you've mentioned uh, it's, it's, uh, and I think this will become more commonplace where charger quests will be <laughs> mentioned in the same breath uh, as Tesla. You mentioned Tesla now twice in this conversation, and I know you've got a very fun story. It's uh, it's all in good fun. This story, or I'm going to invite you to share if you feel uh, like you want to. It's about a, uh, an, an EV or technology related competition that you were once involved in where Tesla was there too. And uh, the result uh, was actually worth celebrating. I won't give away too much of the details, but if you feel like sharing that story, I think our listeners would enjoy hearing uh, a story of the CEO of ChargerQuest being involved in a competition with Tesla. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping I'm on the same brain wave as you, Declan, here in my story, but I've got a few that are sort of sitting there in the back of my mind. But 
Um, yes, there was a very interesting development um, as we were shaping our company back in 2012. We just closed the world's longest green highway. We were celebrating. And unbeknownst to us, um, we were positioned into a, I guess it wouldn't be a contest, but it was a, a recognition through a New Economy a Clean Tech Award. And it related to, it was a, an award that was ultimately called World's Best Automotive Solution, which kind of blows my mind when I think back about it, because yeah, there were companies like Tesla that were on the table that were being uh, propositioned for this exact same award. And when we got the notice that we had won this award uh, because of our initiative in little Canada <laughs> relative to the population and growth and scale that Tesla and the attention within the media and uh, the world at that time, um, we were, I, I think I fell off my chair. Um, <laughs> to be honest with you, I was staggered and it was flattering and I remain humbled uh, as I, I believe uh, we all should in life. And I, I often reflect on that and think all of that hard work was recognized by a third party. And, and even though Tesla has done incredible things in this space, and I, uh, I can't even weigh up against some of the leadership within that company and other great, great corporations doing similar work in the space. Yeah, we were honored with that uh, particular award. And um, yeah, many times I reflect on it thinking, why would they give it to us? But um, we were truly honored and, and it really has given us, it was sort of the catalyst for us to, you know, I remember having a conversation post-award and we thought, you know what, we're onto something here and let's, let's stay the course, right? Let's, let's keep this momentum. And that's what I've done over the last 10 years. And I think it's, uh, it's working in our favor. And now all of these companies are aligning um, there's the magic is happening. I think the world is starting to address climate change and greenhouse gas emissions as it relates to transportation. And we're all doing our small parts and we continue to do our small part here in, in Canada. You talked about uh, magic happening. And I think uh, part of the magic is, uh, is, is baked into your secret formula uh, for what it is you're doing. And part of that secret formula may even be uh, part of your team. Uh, but before we get there, I wanted to, to you, you asked yourself a question in that previous story. You said, why would they give it to us, this award? And I thought to myself, what a great segue to ask this question. Chris, what would you say is ChargerQuest's competitive advantage in this space? Great question. Um, Declan, it, you know, I think what we've managed to do within ChargerQuest is address a significant um, challenge for business leaders, certainly within the Canadian space, but I think this would relate in any economy across can uh, the world. You know, we've had a pandemic that touched, I don't believe there's a corner um, on our uh, round globe that hasn't been touched by the pandemic. And so many sectors struggled, many sectors, including hospitality and tourism, travel, and, and many others, right? Um, uh, restaurants and everything has probably had some type of impact to the pandemic. Well, there was a silver lining for us because we started less than two years ago, which is interesting that it's been two years. It's been a long two years from my perspective, but it's been a short time. And when we got started in our pilot program uh, for Charger Quest, we thought, oh goodness, because the pandemic hit, we were in lockdown. But it actually 
really put a greater focus on our business model. And it really showcased what separates us from our competition. So for example, within hospitality, you know, all the hotels and the industry was being crippled. They were as low as 10% or less occupancy rates in hotels and trying to keep the lights on was a major struggle. And so in walks ChargerQuest and our team to business leaders with a proposition that sounds something like this, we can put in electric vehicle infrastructure, we can attract the very best demographic to your properties to stay the night, dine in your restaurant, visit local attractions, shop, do everything they need to do, conduct business at absolutely zero capital expense. Because at that time, they had no capital. We wouldn't have even opened a door if we had mentioned that you needed to purchase charging stations. So the number one differentiator for us is that there's no CapEx and there's also no OpEx. Um, We cover all costs related to the electricity consumption, the deferred maintenance, warranty, customer service, downtime, all of it. And so those are the key um, competitive advantages for ChargerQuest. Um, There's many companies out there um, that sell infrastructure into every sector, and we're not one of them. We provide an opportunity that has a zero-cost solution, but the upside is bringing them a new revenue source. We bring them the best demographic or customer to their locations. We allow them to shout from the rooftops you know, their commitment to clean emission-free transportation. Um, it's great PR story. It's a great investor relations story. So those are really our key competitive advantages, as well as our ability to open the doors. I hinted to the networking um, that we uh, have done over the last 10 years, and those doors were semi-open. So they allowed us to have discussions. And now we've entered into some exclusive relationships. So it gives us access to a real estate portfolio that is profound, hundreds and hundreds of properties across Canada. And I think that is really the main competitive advantages that we bring to the table in this industry. Remarkable, the, the, the pace that you're working at in a short period of time. Now, you, talk, you talked uh, about, you used the word hotel. Uh, and I know that Green Key Global, uh, Green Key Global is a name that some people who are listening may be familiar with. They are the hotel and lodging industry's sustainable certification program of choice with over 1,500 hotels worldwide and over 350 venues worldwide. You recently did, um, perhaps not recently, but you did a, an interview uh, with them where, and this is going back, so this, is, this speaks to your tenure and experience and uh, ability to navigate this space uh, at an expert level with some mastery. They did an interview with you when you were at your previous uh, company uh, and you're the VP uh, of sales there. And you said, even back then, in your opinion, the electric vehicle charging stations are still new to hoteliers. Uh, and with the purchase of these vehicles of these vehicles increasing in Canada, it only makes sense to support the initiative. And I'm encouraged that Even then, uh, so many years ago when you made this statement, you still managed to remain true to your vision and you've made such remarkable progress today. And I want to celebrate you and your team for that. 
And, and so as you come so far in the past 24 months, I wondered, Chris, if you wouldn't mind from your chair as CEO of ChargerQuest, giving our audience a view into the future as you look into your CEO crystal ball, as it were, what does ChargerQuest look like 36 months from now? Yes, and that's um, uh, that 30,000 foot view is eye-opening. Um, I often try to fly with the eagles and figure out what does that look like? And, you know, we, we get tackled with high rains and weather problems and all kinds of good stuff. So the view sometimes gets blurry. But there's one thing that stays crystal clear to me, and that is our company's unwavering, relentless determination to build out Canada's most comprehensive electric vehicle charging network. In 36 months, I can see clearly um, hundreds of ultra-fast supercharging hubs across this great nation of ours from coast to coast, um, filling in gaps where EV adoption is at its lowest, you know, which will help to build momentum and move Canadian citizens towards purchasing electric vehicles because it is the right choice. You know, this isn't a trend anymore. This isn't a, you know, maybe is a now issue and we're seeing it, right? We're in a climate crisis. We are at a pivotal time where we need to address significant issues worldwide. Uh, governments are aligning, OEMs are aligning, companies like ours are fast moving to build out what is necessary to make this happen. So um, 36 months from now, we will have a robust level three charging network. We will have thousands of electric vehicle chargers, opportunity chargers at a level two now. I'm speaking about overnight charging opportunities for hotels and longer stay uh, locations across Canada. As well, we will be expanded significantly into other markets. Our American friends will learn about ChargerQuest, and I see that happening um, through some of the relationships we have here in Canada that are extend into continental United States, Caribbean, and other regions around the world. Uh, we're really excited about that 30,000-foot view, and we're, like I said, we're re relentlessly determined to make that happen. And I think uh, we have the vehicle to do it, uh, no pun intended. So I feel uh, very confident in that viewpoint and uh, excited. In fact, it, it gives me goosebumps. If I was on video right now, you might see some on my arm because it's so exciting to us. And our entire team is thrilled to be a part of this journey. So I'm hoping uh, and I'm willfully determined to make it happen. It's an inspirational vision. I uh, I share it uh, with you. I uh, we at Pangea we take uh, our time to really examine uh, successful Canadian stories that we wish to align ourselves with, and yours is one of those. You mentioned in your previous uh, comments just uh, moments ago that governments are aligning, and uh, I wanted to talk a bit uh, about the Zero Emission Vehicle Infrastructure Program uh, from the federal government, uh, for the listeners who are, uh, are not aware, funded through the budget of 2019 and 2020 in the fall economic statement, the Zero Emissions Vehicle Infrastructure Program uh, was a five-year, $280 million program ending in 2024. And its objective is to address the lack of charging and refueling stations in Canada. 
And one of the key barriers to EV adoption um, was really increasing the availability and localizing charging uh, refueling opportunities where Canadians live, work, and play. Now, transportation accounts for about approximately 25% of Canada's greenhouse emissions, um, and of which almost half of that comes from passenger vehicles and light trucks. Uh, most folks who are familiar with the space would be familiar with those statistics. And while the government of Canada has already invested over $1 billion to support increased zero emission, emission vehicle adoption, it's going to continue to pursue a combination of investments and regulations to help Canadians and the industry in this transition. I wondered if you could comment, Chris, on how these government programs uh, in the EV space are impacting your business model. Thank you, Declan. Um, yeah, the, the government has certainly been actively involved in this space and um, uh, allocated budgets, as you have um, articulated quite well. ChargerQuest certainly keeps our eyes on um, government opportunities to assist in this space. I will say this, we are a company that believes in hard work, determination, and putting our own money where our mouth is. And so to date, uh, we have not, you know, reaped any reward from uh, government grant opportunities. We've chosen to do this privately. We've chosen to use our own time and resources. In fact, um, I don't even take a salary from my corporations for the last two years. We have been artfully trying our best to bootstrap and bring the right strategic investors into our into our passion project that uh, is becoming. Uh, alarmingly fast growing. And so that's um, how we have managed our growth to date. Uh, and we'll be with the 100 or so assets that are in the ground uh, and will be in the ground at the close of this calendar year and beyond. And that being said, um, now that our pilot projects have been successfully implemented, now that our pipeline is dense and robust, um, now that we have you know, level three superchargers being deployed in various sites across Canada. We have about 22 active projects underway in level two and level three. We will consider some of these grant opportunities because, you know, at the end of the day, we also want to make sure that we bring the best return on investment for our early stage partners that got involved in ChargerQuest, um, our first strategic investors you know, they really stuck their neck out. They believed in our company and we've hit all of our targets and executed. So now it's time for us to look at opportunities that uh, reduce our capital needs, where we can grow our company faster. So we have submitted several applications for projects across Canada that tie into the Natural Resource Canada uh, funding pool. Uh, we're hopeful uh, that that will uh, come through for us. However, in the absence, we will continue and still move forward with every site and every location that was uh, submitted through that application. So I encourage other companies to take a look at it. Um, I will say this, it is a bureaucratic process. There's lots of paperwork and administration, um, which can bog down companies. And there is a lag time between application and funding announcements that sometimes don't align strategically with rollout. Um, but um, yes, the short answer is we are pursuing as many opportunities as we can to uh, maximize our, uh, you know, meeting our objectives in the future. You know, Chris, you talked about um, 
aligning investor capital and early investors in ChargerQuest, uh, seeing the, the the benefits of their investment uh, in the form of uh, charging stations being established. I know earlier this year in May of uh, May of 2020-21, um, ChargerQuest secured $3.1 million to launch the expansion of your, comp- your comprehensive public electric vehicle charging station network. And uh, these funds you used to expand your smart EV charging network, building out 36 new level three fast EV charging stations. And as you mentioned, about 100 new, uh, I think not maybe not a, about, but 100 new level two charging stations at prime locations across Canada. As you consider uh, next phases of growth. I know some of that capital uh, must be, because I, as a business owner myself, I know the the vitality, the incredible importance of allocating capital to retaining and building your team with the right people. Uh, you've probably heard this uh, through your MBA programs, that the people are really the lifeblood of the organization. As you consider allocating capital as a CEO uh, to retaining talent, could you share with our listeners how ChargerQuest is really building their team with best-in-class talent? I know you've recently added someone to your team uh, who is a remarkable fellow in terms of his uh, academic acumen, but perhaps we can learn more from you directly on and who that person was and how you see that person contributing to your team. Yes, absolutely. I mean, you know, um, I think the smartest CEOs are surrounded by more talented, smarter people than you. Um, we're the visionaries. We uh, we may be the primary risk takers, but you know, we don't know everything. Uh, and so, I think the you know, as a leader, it's important to build up and support. Our primary goal is to support amazing individuals and then aligning them to the same purpose, vision, and passion that you brought to the initial origin of the company. And that's really um, my mindset when I think about human capital um, or, you know, partners, people that um, are intimately involved in our business. So yes, um, in the last uh, couple months, we've been very actively involved. And I will say this, though, I'll even back up to the very beginning, the founding days of ChargerQuest. Um, I had the absolute pleasure of sitting down uh, over a cortado in a, it seems like all my business initiatives happen in a cafe. Maybe there's a pattern there. Um, but anyway, this this particular individual, and I know you, Declan, know him well as well, is Stuart Brown. We um, we were working together on some entrepreneurship initiatives um, in my region where I live and uh, incubators and assisting other young entrepreneurs and giving them a lift in their personal business. And through our discussion, as we sipped our cortados, we I shared this concept of Charger Quest and how I thought this business model, uh, well, I didn't think it was happening. I was building it. We were about to initiate um, and incorporate this company. And Stuart is a profound individual who leaves his ego at the door and really a great listener. And, and I think that's really important. So he comes from a venture capital background. He um, really helped to make some key connections in the early days. And he continues to be a primary shareholder and uh, one of my you know, right arms as far as helping to build this business that we've now created. So that's number one. But since then, we've also uh, identified the need. You know, When you're scaling a company, you need to build out a team that can support the operation and the growth. And so we, um, one in particular individual that we've brought on the team is Dr. Um, Yang Shi. Uh, he's a PhD a chemist, 
Um, he worked under a Nobel laureate um, in his PhD program and has just completed his MBA at Schulich. And this guy is absolutely remarkable, gifted, talented, intelligent, and did his PhD in chemistry in lithium battery <laughs> development and worked for Toyota in his early days of his career in the lithium battery uh, storage and development, uh, battery development program. Um, and then since then has joined Schulich, but he worked for us as an intern in the early days. And I was so drawn to his passion, drawn to his inquisitical mind, his curiosity and his intense work ethic. And so he has now become our director uh, of asset performance and business intelligence. He oversees the criteria that we apply to new site locations. Um, he's also deep dives into our relationships around technology, our future IP, our electric vehicle operating system, many facets of our business, and has become a, a real key member of our leadership group. Um, as well, we brought on a couple other individuals uh, that are uh, on the business development side of our business. So obviously, we need to cultivate a pipeline. Amelia Dukey is, is joining our team very, very shortly. She'll be helping in that initiative. We're also forming uh, a board uh, as we move towards a go public transaction in the future. And so we brought on some really key individuals for that. Unfortunately, I can't disclose that group yet because a lot of them haven't signed on uh, 100%, but that could be a future call between us, Declan, or a discussion. Um, but we're really excited about the talent pool we have in front of us. Um, the last individual I'll mention is Mark Dupuis, uh, used to be the CEO of Anvil Development, uh, yes, Anvil Crawler Development Corporation. And he's moved over to help us in project management and execution building out our level three sites. Uh, he has an engineering background uh, with uh, project management, and he is a superstar when it comes to building out large scale deployments. So we're, we're really heading down the right path in our talent pool, and I'm really happy to have these people on board. Chris, I am elated at the progress, at the success that you're having and, uh, and the vision that you behold for Charger Quest. Charger Quest uh, is Canada's electric vehicle charging network. Charger Quest owns and operates the most innovative, smart electric vehicle charging stations located with your host partner properties. And you support, here's what I love. You support local Canadian businesses and EV drivers alike by creating EV charging hubs for businesses themselves, municipalities, and high traffic destinations. And through your strategic partnerships and innovative revenue generating programs, Charger Quest is uniquely positioned to establish Canada's most comprehensive EV charging network, having an environmental impact. Chris, thank you so much for sharing time with us today at Pangea Talks. We certainly will have you back again and we'll arrange some time to have a further discussion. We continue to wish you all the very best uh, from our team at Pangea to your team at Charger Quest. Let's continue making a difference and making an impact. Keep being remarkable, my friend. Bye-bye for now. Mm -hmm.